to this episode of From the Suggestion Box, Navigating Feedback, the Good, the Bad, and the Say What? Not letting the good stuff go to your head and the bad stuff go to your heart. I am so thrilled to have Ms. Andrea Hill, CGA. I just love saying <laughs> Join us this morning. Man, she is fabulous and amazing and has done so much. She has degrees in HR. She's been in the business for 17 years. So much wealth, knowledge. She is also a fellow recipient of Impact Award, Impact Award Club. So, Andrea, welcome. Just tell us a little bit more about your background, what you've done, and then we will dive right in. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nicole, for having me on today. This is so amazing. And I appreciate the opportunity and you are amazing and it's accomplished as well. So a little bit about me, which is not a lot. You know, I've been in nonprofit for, I'll say around 20 years and maybe a little over, maybe a little under somewhere around that. Uh, and all those years I've enjoyed it. So I've kind of morphed in between working in partnerships and then also in volunteer management. And I think where I am now is really a culmination of the, of the two, as well as event planning. But as a, a volunteer manager, you know, we wear many hats, but I like all those hats and I like juggling those hats at most times. <laughs> Why do you want to wear all those hats? Well, your hair is so beautiful. Like I've tried to keep well, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's not hats. Maybe it's scarves. I just wear a couple of them and take them off. <laughs> I love Okay. Well, let's talk about my favorite topic, feedback. And it causes me such joy because I've gotten so much. I've gotten good. I've gotten bad. I've gotten like, I can't believe that just came out of your mouth, right? And so... The fun thing is, so Volunteer Appreciation Week is coming up, right? Absolutely. So I wanted to kind of make it a little bit, like, just make that the topic. I mean, we'll obviously, like, uh, break out to other things, too. But um, I know a lot of people celebrate for the whole month, um, which is cool for the whole month of April. But the actual, like, week is coming up. And so I want to ask you directly, like, what has been the best or the craziest feedback about something that you have done for Volunteer Appreciation Week that either worked really well or maybe not good at all? Well, so so for me, um, I work in an intermediary organization, so I don't directly work with volunteers currently. Um, okay. So what we do, but what we've done is try to, to celebrate people and celebrate our volunteers. So we are now uh, working on and have been for a couple of years. This is going to be our fourth year with our Volunteer Memphis Awards. So how I do that is we tease the Volunteer Memphis Awards that happens in June, but we do that all the way up through that point. So we do spotlights for volunteers on, on, on social media to some degree. We do things with our Dovia to help celebrate their work as volunteer managers, but also the work that they do with their volunteers. And we just make sure that we are encouraging service throughout that time frame up to that month or up to June for our Volunteer Memphis Awards. But there are a number of different things that people can do, um, low scale, low budget or high budget. You can do a celebration or you can just simply do little goodie bags or making phone calls to all of your volunteers. So it's a number of ways that are the kind of low lifts and then you don't have to do it as a volunteer manager. You can actually enlist lead volunteers and have them call other volunteers. So you got to make it easy for yourself. Yes. I love it. 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 Okay. So let's just talk about like feedback in general, right? Sure. 
um, just, and this could be any type that you've okay. ever gotten, something that made you grow, something that, you know, was so impactful that it changed your life forever and you'll never forget it. You know, just anything from anywhere, tell me about it. <laughs> so I would take, I would say two things. One, my father tells me and always told me to find something you love and you'll always be able to do it. Um, so I'm doing what I love, you know, and there's opportunities where you can do other things in life and share and do whatever, but are those things beneficial or um, gonna help you? So I say no to those things that don't really bring me enjoyment or bring me light um, as much as I can, you know, it's always a balance, but you say no to those things and you do the things that you enjoy and that you know will impact others. Um, and then the other one is that I love Kenny Rogers, the song Gambler. So that's my advice. It's always, I think about when I make decisions, when I do anything, I say, yeah, I know when to fold them, know when to hold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. And never count your money at the table. (laughs) So that's a fundraiser tool. It's a event planning tool. All those different pieces can associate with something. So. Okay, so a little small note. I used to work for a country radio station, and one of the guests that came in that was going to perform was the Kenny Rogers. I mean, loved him before, but after that, loved him. It just the kindest, yes, just sweetest, humble man. Like he came in, he he remembered me, and he like called me by my name, and it was I was like. Wow. Just, you know how huge this man and never it never went to his head it, oh, wow. and so and, and ever I mean I was always a fan but after that I was like a super fan so yes girl can he <laughs> well you know and that brings out a good point because the one and a piece of advice that's always good for people is you you talk to people and you engage with them on their level so I always go into things and try to know a little bit about everything so I'm dangerous in the fact that I never meet an unkind conversation if I can. And I always know something that we can we can connect on. So being able to connect with people however you can makes every environment a little bit different and better. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that goes to something that I heard you talking about with Dana, um, you know, not only like fundraising, but friend raising. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about that, I absolutely see. There you go. <laughs> well, so and and really, with that is when you're fundraising, your goal is to always do the research on those corporations, those nonprofits, and whatever group is giving out the money or the in kind or the resources. So knowing a little bit about everything helps you go into these prospect conversations or in, in partnership conversations and say, oh, well, you know, I know your 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 children go to this certain school or my kids play this sport or, you know, I went to such and such college. How did you like it? I think we were rivals. You know, some of those things that people consider to be small talk, which, you know, us volunteer managers, we're good at talking because we have to do it a lot. Um, Just little things, little nuggets that you can pick up on, but also knowing some of the details too. know your program, know your projects, know your all that. All that is awesome. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going straight devil's advocate here. (laughs) And no, especially on the stuff for like our stuff, knowing our program. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. You ask a question, you're like, I'm not really sure. But yes, to be honest, if somebody comes up to me, they're like, Oh, didn't your 
kid go to Tuskegee and da 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 da. I'm gonna be like, wait a minute. Why do you know so much about Freeman? Like, right. how, how do you manage that aspect? Because if you that if you know too much about me, I'm gonna be like, uh, uh. well, I'll say this. It's like the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know enough that it's, I know a friend who said this about you, but not like a stalker where you've been on Facebook, internet, the uh, LinkedIn and all those things. You're like, I researched all night and yeah. I found out that your child went to Tuskegee. No, not that. So it's more, it's natural, it's organic. It is your natural relationships and things that you can pull upon, not the, the scary things. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for helping to clarify. Yes. <laughs> Like, wait, who, what exactly? She's <laughs> like, she knows a lot about me. I can take some stuff off of my uh, social media. Well, um, that's also the thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, have you ever given a piece of feedback and it just did not go as expected? Well, yes. But it was early on in my career and I was still learning how to give, you know, feedback. So I will say, you know, I had a volunteer that just didn't meet the mark. And it, it was a, a part, a training piece for me, but also a training for her. Okay. And so it was, it was a moment where, you know, we tried to go through and say, hey, this is how we want things done. This is how we want things done. And we did the right kind of steps, but it may not have been the best delivery. And so... Um, I'll just say that, you know, so you have to know, I've learned in these 20 years that you have to know how to communicate with people. And so when you do that, you may have the best of intentions, but make sure that the listener and the receiver of the information can receive it in a way that they grow and not in a way that they feel like they've been kind of dumped on. So it was a learning opportunity for me as well. Well, I love that because especially... Um, what you said, the intent. And one of the things um, that we're talking about a lot these days are intent versus impact. You can have uh-huh. the best intentions in the world. And I often tell the, um, the some, this uh, analogy, like if we're, you know, kickboxing and we're in class and you do like a round kick and you hit me, kick me in the stomach, like I'm going to hope and know that, you know, that was on accident. But even right. though it was an accident, I still can't breathe right now and I'm on the floor and I'm still trying to get breath. I know the intention was not to hit me, but the impact is still very real. It is. Understanding, you know, how, what we do and what we say, the potential impact that it can have and almost structure the delivery backwards. Like what, how can this go? And then backwards in terms of, okay, let me adjust it so that we we have the best in you know the impact as best as possible as we right, right. and if we screw it up apologize and keep on moving because you dancing all day and you'll be like whoo and you'll right. never say anything because you never know really know how it's gonna go well so. and then we know that we're all human so exactly. we're, we're interacting based on our own experiences so we do the best to like doctors do to do no harm and if we see that we've done harm or perceive that we've done harm we try to mitigate it but again some truths are just hard truths that they have to be told. <laughs> right. Also, another sidebar is just that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, has it ever bothered you that like doctors, what they do is considered a practice? I'm like, y'all are just practicing all the time. I don't want to <laughs> like, come on, are we volunteer managers? Are we practicing our craft? 
no. know, I always found that odd. But anyway. Now, I'll say any, I'll honestly say anything that we do is almost a practice because we're not perfect. So we're always working or doing a PDSA to try to get to the best result. And so we're going to do it, revise it, do it again, revise it, bring in new partners, take out old partners. So it's, it's a practice, honestly. All of it is. Now, you would hope at that level they've done enough practice that they get to the point where they can take out a heart and put another one in, and they've gotten to the perfect result of installing correctly. If installing, it's not like an engine of a car, but, you know, putting it in properly. Right. But you know what that, because you know what that's doing for me? It's letting me know that even doctors, as much as they do it over and over and over, they're not claiming to be perfect. They're like, we know that every time we do it, we still get better and we might be getting closer and closer, but we're not going to say whatever the opposite word of practice is, because then that means that we've arrived and that we're not continuing to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've learned today together. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 Okay. So tell me about one of your greatest challenges as a manager of volunteers, as a leader of volunteers, and how you overcame it. So it is something that I'm still practicing every Ah! day. So, so for me, I think in all that I do, it is trying to figure out how to one balance it. And that's a whole nother podcast and on its own. Okay. Uh, I'll schedule you. I'll schedule you. <laughs> okay, okay. And then and then I would say it then weaves into not letting perfection get in the way of, of work doing the work. Yeah. Um, so for me, I like to have every T crossed, every I dotted, but I can't do that alone. So the piece that I'm learning and growing in is, it, you know, cliche enough, I could say delegation, but it really is trying to figure out how I can do the work, but also bringing the strengths of other people on the team and also volunteers into that work as well. Um, and I, what I've learned, which is was just a positive uh, from the whole process is that everybody has their own perspectives. And for me, I have gotten to the point Early in my career, maybe not, but now more so is it doesn't have to be step A, B, C, and D. It can be step A, C, B, E, D, but we get to the same goal at the end of the day. The product is done. The volunteers have been able to engage. The um, people or the clients that we work with feel served. And so I think going through that process, and again, it is a practice. It's an everyday thing. Andre doesn't have to do it all. I can bring in other people. Yes, they may not do it as fast as I can, but it's still going to get done. Let's work through the process. So so with that being said, have you ever, as being you know a great delegator, have you ever been accused of always giving your work to somebody else and not working and just like oh yeah see I was talking about delegating but she just giving all her work to somebody else well I'm telling I told you I'm still working on it so it's not at that point yet oh okay it's the, point, it's, the, it's the point that I actually have my um my my coordinator and my intern saying is there anything I can help you with today so that's a plus I got good people around that's like Andrea I want to take that off your plate 
So it, it, I think it's the, so the piece of that I think is really, really key is, well, it's being able to have good people around that are smarter than you and not being afraid to have smarter people around you. Cause I applaud people who can do things differently than I can, because I, again, am not perfect. Uh, so having those people around and then empowering them enough to say, Andrea, I know you're the leader of this, but let me take this piece because maybe I can do it better and go ahead and run with it and do it better. And that's, that's some peace there. Yeah. That's especially, Ooh, especially with interns, right? Yeah. Um, because especially if they're like between that, you know, the, the 22, 24, eight, you know, like the younger, they're just coming right out of college and they are so fresh with ideas and yes. their, their whole perspective on life is just so different yes. and they will say stuff. And I will be like, I would have never, like my brain wouldn't even have thought to count. Right. And they're, exactly. like, oh, yeah. they're like, blah, 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 ding. And I'm like, yeah, it is. yeah. exactly. Exactly. What, 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 what is, what is that? What is that? What? Okay. You said I could do an app. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is that? I was like, right. oh, chicken's not going to work. Chicken wings. Is like, they're like, no, no, Nicole, not chicken wings. <laughs> you know, an application. Oh. oh, got it, got yeah. it, yeah. I'm with you now. And and then you know what? I think it's some in some degree it's like don't be afraid to let them explain things to you. So you know, you know, as adults or as um seasoned professionals, sometimes we may have the air of, oh, I know how to do that, and then we have to go Google it and figure it out. Well, let them train you on right. how to do it. Right, right. Because and it's no problem. Awesome. It's going to also make them feel like they are making a difference. It's going to make Absolutely. them feel validated and what they are bringing to the table is important. Exactly. And, I mean, plus it saves you a lot of Google time. Like they could just, you know, hey. Right, right. I'm just like, how do you do that? Can you do that for me? I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and then what I say, I said my intern, but actually it's my AmeriCorps Vista. And so. Okay. They're just amazing all in, in, in themselves. The whole program is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thankful to have them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. So what is the worst piece of feedback you have ever received? Ooh. You know, I actually have the memory of a goldfish at times. And so bad advice goes straight out. So this is what I tell you. I literally, when I get bad advice or get advice, I have always employed this kind of technique or tool. I say, is it good for right now? Or I need to put it on the shelf for later. And maybe five years down the road, that piece of advice comes back into play. Oh, it's now relevant. Or I should have really listened to it then. It was good advice, but I didn't process it because I felt like it was a critique. Uh, but you, I just put it, I just kind of layer it. Is this something that I really need to listen to? Be humble enough to say, it is advice. That's what it is, good or bad. And then it may not be relevant for right now or move it to the shelf and say, it will be impactful at some point in my life or it will be a reminder, don't take advice from that website or from that person right. anymore. So it's, 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 that's, the, that's the type of way I kind of triage 
uh, or back to doctors in practice, how I triage my, my advice that I'm giving. <laughs> Bringing it back full. Work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And one of the best pieces of advice that I have ever received was um, consider the source, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on who is giving you the feedback, like, do you trust this person? Are you in relationship with this person? Do you know the character of this person? Do you know like what their intention ah, and mm -hmm. is? There you go. Depending on the source is how much I hold on to it. Yeah. If it's somebody who I don't know from Adam and they're coming from, you know, I might take it with a grain of salt, but if it's somebody who I know I'm going to be more open to it. Yeah. Um, because people will just, say stuff and it's just like you know if, if it's a negative person who's negative about everything and uh -huh. you consider the source okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what i've learned is that people give advice or do anything based on their experiences so you may think oh that's a bad decision andrea don't you ever do it but that's based on how they may have been treated in the past yeah. And not anything with how you are, how you've been operating, and how people may have more trust in you than they may have in that other person. Um, but I will share, I will share, I did have, did give some good advice. Um, probably, I would say seven or eight, maybe 10 years ago now. Uh, and the, the mentor, she said to me, you know, when there's a time to make a decision, you may be on the fence about it. And you may not care if it's green or if it's pink. In that moment, you just make a decision based on the information that you have and you make a decision because people like decisive people. And so it's not good to always say, you know what, I don't care. You know, whatever you want. As a leader, you need to say, I like that pink. And I think that's how we need to move forward. So I use that in every, almost everything. If there's a decision, I'm just like, you know, it could go either way, I'm fine. I make a decision. And then that shows leadership. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, but what <laughs> if, what if I come what if? Yeah. And we're using that whole pink and green. You're not like, yeah. AKA, are you? I am an AKA. Oh, so I, mean, I prefer God. both. I prefer both. I, I, I would be on the fence for that one. <laughs> you know, shout out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but what if, right? Um, somebody comes to you and they're like, you know, A or B and you uh -huh. turn it back to them and you're like, you know what? I trust your power to make a decision. Whatever you decide we can go with. Like, what about that scenario? Because I do yeah. agree with you. Like in sometimes like I, I will do that with my daughter. I will do that yeah. with my husband. I, I like just make, a <laughs> I don't care what it is. Just make a decision yeah, yeah, yeah. Move with it. Um, but what if they turn it back on you? Does that, because that could be a, Hey, I trust you. And whatever you decide, we yeah. will do. does, does that kind of backfire on the make a decision thing? I think that it depends on the decision that has to be made. Right. So if it's one that is in, they're asking a group of people and they're saying, you know, out of the people here, 50% believe this and 50% want to do this. What's your decision? Then you're weighing the options on which one is the best. Okay. Uh, if it's someone else that is asking you for advice or or your perspective on it and it's their decision to make or it could be their decision to make, then I agree um, that you do turn it back to them. But 
you do that in a way that says, you know, and not necessarily trying to tell them this is what they need to do. I think it's in a way that you give them the options, like weighing them. So if I think pink is the best, um, then these are the reasons why. And these are some of the, the downfalls to that as well. But here's also green. And here are the good benefits to it. And here are some of the things that I think are downfalls to it. And then helping them, because people are reaching out because they want to make a decision and they are, they're on the fence themselves. Yeah. And they just need someone to tell them which path is the right path to go down or the better of the path to go down. And I love that what you do is you provide them with the information and then let them make the decision. Because it's that yeah. whole thought of if you give somebody a fish, you feed them for a day, but if you teach them how to fish, you feed them for life, right? Because if yeah. you're telling them about the decision, then they're not developing the skills to learn how to make Absolutely. So, and then you'll never grow them. Yeah. Right, right. Right, right, right. So I want to jump to what you said. Um, you said that this information came from your mentor. Tell me mm -hmm. about the mentor that you had, how important it is, and why you think it's important to have one. Or do you? Yeah, yeah, I think it is important to have a mentor. And I think I didn't. So for many years, I did not have a mentor. And I said, is it me? Do people just not want to mentor me? Or do I think, or is it something about me or whatever? So it's like, no, it's not me, it's you. Uh, but in, in that, it is the one or two, I think you see mentorship in anyone that you can. So even if it's a five-year-old who's talking and teaching a one-year-old something, that's mentorship. So you already, if you know more, you show more, you teach more, you help people navigate this crazy world that we're in. Um, so with that particular mentor at the time, it was a, a case where my supervisor found her and then said, hey, you need to mentor uh, and be a part of Andrea's life. So I, I, was, I really appreciated that um, because, you know, it's hard to go out and say, hey, you look great. You're awesome. Can you be my mentor? You know, so that, that process is sometimes hard. Um, but what she gave me with that, that one piece of advice is something that's lasted 10 plus years. Um, so now what I've found as I mature in my leadership that, you know, it's not about, you know, what Andrea can accomplish. It has turned into what Andrea can accomplish and then help others accomplish. So whether the people ask for the advice or not, and sometimes I have to be like, do they really want my advice? But most people that I have built a relationship with will receive the, the advice that I give, good or bad, or just an understanding of how I've done things in my life to help move them forward in their life. And so, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, say I'm not going to mentor this person or this person, but in my life, it's been a passion to mentor young women, young women of color, um, to navigate what I've had to go through. And again, my 20 years of experience and not do it the way I did. So, you know, if you're in an interview, at some point you do need to ask what the salary range is. Mm -hmm. If you're going through a, a event planning process, you need to delegate. Maybe Andrea doesn't do it as well, but you need to delegate and make sure you delegate it well. So just giving people that advice of things that maybe I'm still working on, but I want you to get it now before you, you don't, you get to a point where you have to learn the hard lesson. I love it. I love it. I believe relationship is key. Relationship Absolutely. makes the difference because I could say something to you 
and we have a bond and an understanding and somebody else could say the same thing and you could mm-hmm. turn them off and listen to me because relationship is 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 like for the lack of better words it like softens the blow it's that cushion yeah. right? it's like i know that that trustworthiness is mm-hmm. like it opens the door regardless okay. we're saying the exact same thing it's like but i don't trust you so therefore you're not you know you're not allowed to come in that door but exactly. i can say the same thing but because relationship is the ultimate key to unlock a lot it is it is um and then i love what you said about mentorship so then what i'm hearing right because you were right it is sometimes hard to be like um but I always tell people though, right? You you have not because you ask not, or you know they say a right. closed mouth a closed mouth doesn't get fed. The word that right. say is no. Even if it's hard, sometimes you just have to step out and do it. You However, do. I love and what I hear you say is that you were um your supervisor was advocating mm-hmm. for you. Yes. So we need to do the same. So Absolutely. even if it's something that. I may not be able necessarily to do, it might be like, oh my gosh, I know this young lady, Andrea, you know what, would you mind mentoring her, mentoring her and at least, you know, building that bridge. And even if you can't, but it's still making that connection, it's still doing something, but you know, like you said, your supervisor was like, she found her and was like, "Uh uh-uh, you doing it, right? She right. was advocating and looking out for you. And I think a lot of times we are always like, who's going to, you know, who's going to mentor me? Yeah. Who's going to do for me? As opposed to taking the role of, you know, I'm at least this far. Right. I bring up with me. Absolutely. Look back and, and at least get them here while I'm still going. Right. And I love right. that we have not arrived. We are all, and I often tell people we are all in the same boat, right? I might just be at the front of the boat and I passed the buoy first. I could yell back and tell you, hey, the buoy is coming up, but it doesn't mean we've arrived. We're on the same journey. I may have just gotten there a few minutes before. You know, it's kind of like ways, right? It's like, oh, traffic cop. You let somebody know, you put it in there. So the person behind you, like 10 minutes knows that there's a cop coming, but it doesn't mean you've arrived at your destination. That's right. It's just letting you know, this is what I've passed on the way. I'm just letting you know. So as you get closer, you can avoid whatever that hiccup is. Exactly. Because exactly. I can go through it, right? Oh, traffic jam, go the other way. You don't have to sit through this like I am. I'm learning. Right. Let me help you navigate it. So I love that. Oh, that's good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, and I like how you tied it into... You, we want to help people avoid pitfalls as much as we can because we don't want to see anyone fail. I mean, at least I don't. And so, with, and so there are some people who do. So we won't say it's a general general perception, um, but we don't generally. I don't generally want to see anybody fail. And so, you know, do I want to accomplish things? Do I want to be, you know, the top of this? Yes, but it's also room at the top for other people. There is room at the top as much as everybody, well, not as everybody, but as much as the perception that people try to give that there isn't, there is, there There is, there is. And we have to re, we have to remember that, that, um, man. All right. Is there anything else that you want to like share or say, or talk about or anything? 
Well, I would say that, you know, doing our, doing things and just doing whatever it is you can do to build your skill set is important. Um, so for me, my sister and my mother, they tell me if we ever start a business together, they're going to make me the spokesperson. And I'm like, okay, why? Because I don't have other skills. You just want me to do this? No, it's not that. It's because they say, oh, you can talk your way out of a paper bag. You can do this. You can do that. Um, and you can be a spokesperson. So I, I received that, right? Um, but it didn't come like just, I just out of the room to start talking. You know, it was practice and doing different things and going to different events and signing up for things when I wasn't comfortable and saying, oh, I need to be a speaker. So doing things that don't, that you feel a little bit uncomfortable with, not like it's something that's terrible, but doing things that stretch you, I think is important. Um, and so now at this point, it's like I can go up and not even have any notes and speak. And people are like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, and not saying do that, but in, in, I've done many things and practice a lot to figure out what I am good at. And then lean into those things that I'm good at, but also find opportunities again to continue to grow in areas that I need to grow in. Now, do I need to learn how to uh, drive a race car? That's not my jam. I don't need to do that. It's not in any of my job descriptions. It, I don't need to do that. So that may not be the thing I choose to do, but will I go out and volunteer at another organization, even though I work with an organization that we do na national days of service? Yes, because I need to learn how other people are doing things and see what the pra practice is in person. There, there you go. There and it's a, so just thinking about ways to expand who you are. Um, you know, we are volunteer managers. We are in this field, but we know it is HR. We know it, it uh, capacity building is relationship building. It's event planning. It's um, all kind of things. And so where do we find those skills? serving on boards, getting our CBA, um, uh, being applying for other programs, leadership opportunities, doing all of these things makes us a better person. So we're trying to fill up and, and then be able to pull out the best at those best situations. So that's what I would add. I just think we just be our best selves and also be okay with failure and learn from it, move fast, get past it, and move to the next thing. Love it. Yes, be okay with failure. I heard someone yeah. say, and I and I told him, uh, shout out to Heath, fail forward, right? Yes. Do not be afraid to fail. Yeah. News alert, you're gonna fail, right? Yeah, but people do. I'm not yeah. trying to speak negative. I'm just, that's just yeah. the reality of it. You're going yeah. to make mistakes, you're going to fail. It's not the failing, it's what you do with it. Learn yeah. from it, pick it up, like you said, pick it up and keep it moving. Don't yeah. It and be like, oh my god, I failed. Yeah. Everybody has. There is no success without failure. Point blank. Yeah. Period. At all. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? No, no. I say I agree, and I, I'll tell you one example of that is when because I'm not perfect. I, I continue to say that. You know, I do have I do have a twin sister, so we can we can almost match perfection. Where she has great strengths, I have great strengths, and if we were one person, that would be like a superhuman or super twins. But I had an event and it was supposed to, you know, we wanted to serve a lot of people and a lot of people would be more than the 400 that we actually serve, which is still not a shabby number at all. But I learned from that. And I was like, you know what? People were giving me advice. They said, this is how you need to do it. Why didn't you think about this? And, you know, I was like, why didn't, okay, well, never mind. 
thank you for the advice. Uh, and then say, you know, we synthesize all that stuff. And they say, you know what, next year we're going to make it better. And then next year we had 1,600 people plus that we served. So taking that advice, knowing I wasn't perfect, using all of that, and then we served, what, triple times the people that we served the year before? Love it. If I didn't take that advice, we could have had the same event and the, same, and the, the, the new people would not have been served. So again, realize it's not about me. Yes, that was a, 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 a tick mark, a critique mark. Used it, move forward. More people are impacted from that. So our goal is to make more happen. And the, and the, the, the thing about it is it really, it really goes down to what your definition of failure is. Yeah, true, true. Right? Because true. to me, it's like, oh, it was a failure. There's only 400 people. But I'm like, that was still 400 people. It was a success to them. Yeah, to them. Changing your perspective. What does failure really, really mean? Right. You know what? Give me a second. I, I want to look up the dictionary definition just because that's... Please. And then also, again, like I said before, don't let perfection get in the way. So, yes, we know that that's great. And we know that people are getting served. And it's, it was perfect for them. So that's all. That's what matters sometimes. Right. Right. And so, yes. Do not let, I've, I've heard it say, do not let perfect be the enemy of the great. Yeah. Do not let perfect be the enemy of good, right? Yeah. Because you can be waiting so much for it to be perfect and you pass up all these other opportunities. Okay, so it's funny because the definition of failure says lack of success. So that's even more powerful. What is your yeah. definition of success? And True. Realistic expectation of what your definition of success is. So it may not even be the definition of failure that you need to uh, uh, mm -hmm. check yourself on. What is your definition of success? Absolutely. What? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, something, that's something we can put an intern on to make sure they get all these definitions together and then with the presentation. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is the last thing I'm going to ask you. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of people who are watching this, either they're in, they've either just come into the field of volunteer management, or they could be nonprofit management leaders. Um, and maybe they're just like early in the field. Sure. And maybe they're at that point where they're just like, what did I just get myself into? Because <laughs> I know when I first started, I was like, yeah, woo, woo. We and can do this, it's great. And then I was like, Nobody told me it was gonna be like this. <laughs> right. One thing that you could say to encourage them. Oh. So I would say, um, and as I think about this field, I kind of fell into it. So again, that's another podcast of how you fall into a career field that you really like. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to liken it to, you know, how they talk about basketball. So, you know, basketball is not just the players on the court, hooping. Oh, it's the people that are the water girl, water boys, uh, the maintenance staff, the people making sure that the floors are waxed. It's the coaches, it's the commentators, it's the everybody. And so just like nonprofit, there are many different career fields within this big league. And so we're maybe playing our volunteer management piece but again, you may actually really want to do PR. You may transition or develop your position to be in that field. Or you may say, you know what, I really like fundraising and, and partnership uh, work. 
I'm still a volunteer manager, but I'm going to lean into that piece. So I would tell people that don't get honed in on volunteer management or nonprofit being one thing, because you can do all of these different things that we're doing in, in nonprofit world in a corporation, at a foundation, whatever it is. So figure out, navigate through the process, learn a little bit more. Actually, what I tell people, and this would be the advice, when you see like jobs come open, not that you're willing, wanting to leave a job or whatever, but look at that job description. See what they're, they ask for a person to do. And if you're not doing it on your resume, then you or you go find a way to get that piece and be able to add it to your resume. So in my job, I was a partnership manager, but I really want to do volunteer management because I was looking at all these different people doing these different things. And I was like, well, all I have to do is maybe let me go volunteer somewhere, gain that skill, add it to my resume. So again, it's all this is research. Finding out what's out there, doing it, practicing it, adding to your resume, and that makes you more marketable in whatever field you want to go into. Yes. And it even makes you more marketable, even if you want to remain in volunteer management, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you, your stock and your, your wealth has just gone up and up and up and up and up. Definitely. Because, you know, you, you can do all of those things. And I, and I love the field of volunteer management because there's so much flexibility that you can develop the part the most that you like and it will fall into it because it always because everything ties into volunteer management is one of those professions that touches literally you like you said you are in PR you are in marketing you are in fundraising you are in HR you are in event you are in all of those aspects and that is something that is a force to be reckoned with that's right you're not a silo right we're super yeah, <laughs> my cape. That was I was trying to get my cape. That's right. I see. I saw it flowing behind you. I did. I did. I did. Oh, oh my gosh, Andre, this has been amazing. How can people reach you? So they can reach me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, and on uh, uh, other social media as Andrea Hill. But I also work with Volunteer Memphis, which is an action initiative of Leadership Memphis. So you can go to our website at volunteermemphis.org. You can also go to our, again, we have social media as well, uh, and look up Volunteer Memphis and see some of the things that we're doing around National Day of Service, around our appreciation events, around all those things. And then just look at it, see what you can use, maybe replicate it in your particular area, region, or community, and, and we share in the work together. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, Andre, thank you so, so much for being here. And thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of From the Suggestion Box, Navigating Feedback, the Good, the Bad, and the Say What? Make sure you click the subscribe button. Tune back in each week. Thank you so much again. Have a good day. Bye-bye.